Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, my Dirty Fam? Welcome back to Dirty Devotionals. Y'all, I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I'm so freaking excited to be able to hang out with you. Um, I hope all of you are finding this podcast in such a freaking good place. I hope you're feeling pumped, excited, hope ready to take on the world. If you're not, I love you, and you're going to get through whatever hellacious season you're going through. You're going to, you're going to freaking do it. You are. Y'all, my world has been um, it has been all over the place. Um, I have been consistently back in church, y'all, which is something I want to celebrate. I have. Um, it took me a few years. Um, it really did. It took me a few years to get back into church world, just from everything that's happened, um, decisions I've made, things that decisions that have been made against me, um, all of the above. And you know, for for almost. Actually, for a little over two years, I couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't do it without freaking out. And I am back. I've been back for about six months now. I've been attending somewhat consistently, and I'm proud of myself. And um, maybe for you, some of you listening, uh, this could be an encouragement to you to take those steps to get back into a community. Um, I want to make it clear: I don't serve. I literally go attend and then I leave. I'm out. And maybe for some of you, that's a step you need to take. Um, because it's good for you. It's good to be surrounded by other believers. It's good to hear a message from someone else, to hear others' perspective, and to be poured into by someone else. And so it has been a very interesting journey, um, and I just would love, love, love your um, prayers. I continue to go. I'll definitely be praying for you that you continue to go. But today I want to—I um, started a new book a couple weeks ago by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite authors of all time. I, I've read almost all of his stuff, and I, every time I pick up one of his books, this is the writer of The Chronicles of Narnia. He writes a bunch of other um, deeper theological books. F- such, such a phenomenal author, a phenomenal mind. I love how he thinks about God. I love how he talks about God. And he is actually the first book I ever read when I became a Christian, was mere Christianity and it was so good. Oh my gosh, I loved it. And if you've never, if you weren't looking for a good um, book that just kind of is an overview of Christianity, has a little bit of uh, theology in it, mere Christianity is phenomenal. So good. C.S. Lewis is phenomenal. But I picked up one of his books called Reflections on the Psalms and it is a study through the Psalms and C.S. Lewis just writing things that he observed, things that he's learned, and some of his opinions and thoughts on how the psalmists, the different writers of the psalms, talk about different subjects. And the opening book, opening of the book, he talks about judgment. And y'all, I, I literally, when I tell you, um, I've been, I've been, fo- I've been a follower of Jesus for, oh my gosh, 16 years now. So I, I can say that almost half my life I have been following Jesus, which is actually really cool to say. Um, at this point, I read a ton. I remember a ton. Um, and so when I read something and it, it is something I haven't heard before. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good, so profound. I love it and I, I have to share. It. And so I wanted to share with you uh, just some of the thoughts that he has from this book that I believe could be encouraging to you. 
And so his first chapter, he talks about uh, the Psalms view on, on judgment. So for us as Christians, when we view judgment, a lot of us think about, you know, judgment is a bad day. The, the, the Bible talks about there's going to be a day of judgment. Jesus talks about there's a separating, um, a separating from, from the goats and the sheep, basically from those who are going to heaven, those that are going to hell, and there's this big judgment day. And as Christians, let's face it. Most of us, when we think about Judgment Day, it is not an exciting time because we're like, oh my gosh, we have to, we think of, about it as a criminal case. Like we have to go in, um, we're guilty of sin, and we have to stand before our judge, God, who's holy and blameless, and he gets to decide whether or not we go to heaven or hell. It's very stressful, y'all. Um, I have to go to court pretty soon because of a freaking stupid speeding ticket, and it freaks me out. It freaks me out because I'm in trouble. I know I did it, and it stresses me out. And Honestly, many of us view Judgment Day that exact same way. Judgment Day is something that we aren't looking forward to, something that's very scary. You know, what if I messed up? What if there's one decision I've done wrong? You know, like what if God's having a bad day, which isn't true. But these are the thoughts we have, right? And that's how we view um, judgment is like this criminal case that where we're going to stand before God. Well, what's weird is in the Psalms is many of the writers, the psalmists, write judgment as a day they're looking forward to. They're like, God, bring your judgment. God, judge me um, righteously. And, and over and over again, we see judgment as this be- thing that's almost, they're expecting it and looking forward to it. And what what uh, C.S. Lewis dives into in this book is he says, the reason why is because the Jews didn't view judgment as a criminal case. They viewed it as a civil case, meaning that they were going to court and a judge was going to give them back what was owed to them. So imagine, the way I want you to think about it is imagine being, um, you you own this land, right? So put, hypothetically, put yourself in this situation. You own some land. And somebody has unrightfully taken your land, taking what was yours and for themselves. And you have an airtight case. You know that you're going to get that land back. All you have to do is you have to get in front of a judge. You have to get in front of, get into the court system, get in front of a judge. And the moment that you plead your case, you know that you're going to get returned to you what has been taken. For the Jews, that was what Judgment Day was. They were heirs of God. They were the sons and daughters of God. They had been promised an internal inheritance. They had been promised all this protection that they would rule, that no no one would stand against them. And that had been taken from them. And they were saying, God, we can't wait to stand in front of your judgment because we know you are a just God and you are going to rightfully bring us back into the land and into the inheritance that you promised us. And I was reading this, guys, and I was so, it made me so excited to think about judgment in this way. Because we have to have both, right? Because there there is a part of it where when it comes to heaven, when it comes to our relationship with God, where we are guilty, right? We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. And there's a piece of this criminal case where we know that because of Jesus's blood, that God's going to look at us as, as someone who's unworthy and he's going to see us as worthy. But there's also another side of it where judgment day becomes the day where we inherit everything that God has promised us. No more pain, no more sadness, no more tears, that that we get eternal joy, that we get an eternal presence and the full presence of God. You know, Paul talks about that. We have God as if seen through a mirror, but then we'll see him face to face. And we have this promise. And one day we're going to stand at judgment and God's going to say, you win this case. You get everything I have promised you. Here you go. And y'all, that is so freaking exciting. It's exciting for me to know 
that my worst day here on earth is the closest to hell I will ever get. And that there is so much that has been promised to me that God is so excited to give to me. And on that day of judgment, I will get those things. And you will get those things. And it is, it is the, the holding on to that hope that makes me want to give the best I can today. And I want you to know, maybe t- today's devotional, maybe it challenges you in a few ways. Maybe and when you think about Judgment Day as a criminal case, that you need, you need the reminder that, that nothing you're going to do is going to make you innocent when you come before God. What makes you innocent is the blood of Jesus. And that if you've accepted that and you've put your faith in that, you're clean, you're good. The other side of that is the fact that what we inherit on that day, that like a civil case, that there's been so much that the enemy has taken from us and we're going to get it back. And today, maybe you can find hope and joy in knowing that whatever hellacious season you're in, that better days are ahead. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Lord, I I don't know if this is going to impact anyone the way it impacted me, but Lord, I'm so grateful for it. Um, Lord, the Jewish heritage, the Old Testament heritage, all of those patriarchs, all those things we read in the Old Testament that you promise, the Israelites, Lord, we inherit that. We're a part of that family now. Lord, as followers, and so we thank you for it. And so Lord, help us remember and hold on to the fact that those promises are our promises as well. And so Lord, we hold on to that. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God and a good judge. And Lord, in that, from that stance, we look forward to judgment day. We look forward to standing before you, knowing that you love us and you care about us. Lord, we love you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.